So here we are once again. I am back. That's right. It's me, Brian Lacey, back in the driving seat for the Wocast. So pleased to be back. It was a bit weird not doing an episode last week, uh, or me not doing an episode. I've got to say a big thank you to Mike Morgan uh, for uh, for putting up the Bama interviews that happened uh, over at Bama, surprisingly. Um, God, it feels like an age ago that happened. It's been a crazy week. So I did Bama. Um, that was unbelievable because uh, I helped host the... Uh, they were doing the Body Power Works. They had an exhibition there or a corner where they had a cage. They had the uh, amateur contest going on. They had guests, uh, people come in like that. John, the white Mike Tyson Phillips there, uh, Mark Goddard there. And then I did a and a I hosted a and a on the main stage with Greg Jackson, Dan Hardy, Mark Goddard, and uh, their light heavyweight champion, uh, the wonderful Mr. Paul LeBedu Craig. Um, so that, that was nuts in itself. And then off the back of that, I did the event at Bama. So I covered that for MMA Mad. That's where you got the uh, interviews for last week's podcast. A big shout out to Dale for, for sending that audio over and letting us put that out. And uh, and literally, I finished the event, went back to the hotel and got changed and then got in a car, drove through the night, got to Gatwick Airport for about four in the morning and at four in the morning, well, at eight in the morning, um, I had a flight to Crete. So I was out to Crete for a couple of days for some gigs, got back on Wednesday morning, 1am, and then on Wednesday, 1pm, I was on a plane to Rostov-on-Don uh, via Moscow uh, to host, uh, to host, I I've got my words mixed up, uh, to commentate on ACB 38, Absolute Championship Bakut 38, over in Russia, uh, with the one and only Brad One Punch Pickett. So to say last week was a bit of a whirlwind, I'm going to say it's an understatement, and um, six planes within seven days is crazy, but uh, I'm not moaning because it was a brilliant fun, unbelievable um, uh, just week of adventures and living the dream. You've got to say that. And I sat cage side for a crazy event. And it was just like, the, the, if you haven't watched any of the ACB events, this one's up. I'll put the link in the um, uh, in the Twitter thing as well, as well as you can find it on um, uh, the Wocast Facebook page. I'll put it up there. And also on Twitter, I'll tweet it. You can watch back the event. Just go to, if you watch anything, watch the whole thing because it's great. But if you're just going to watch one fight, go to three hours, 20 I think it's three hours, 20 minutes, um, and you'll get the main event from there, which was between Anatoly Tokov and uh, uh, R.B. Aguev. And you've not heard of them before. I'm guessing some of you may have, but two warriors that put it on the line for the middleweight title out there. Uh, an absolute bloodbath, um, but such a show of heart, skill, and then uh, complete appreciation for what they've both been through at the end of it between the two athletes. Unbelievable. Like, I'm, I'm getting tingles just talking about it again. Um, so I, I'll put that up. And uh, to, for this podcast, what I thought I'd do is i get Brad Pickett on because I wanted to talk about these the, the, this week, the, this uh, last week just gone, that event. Uh, on top of that, we've got the Wimp to Warrior finale coming up and he's been heavily involved in uh, some of our training for that. So just getting him uh, to give us his perspective on that and a few other stuff in between. You'll see, we had, we had a giggle while we are out in Russia. Bit nuts. i followed that man for years, not quite literally, like, not like a stalker hanging out in his uh, uh, bushes, but I, um, I followed him for, for years, his career. Career, all the way through the UK scene into WEC, uh, all the way through his Zufa career into the UFC, uh, and then I was suddenly sharing a hotel room with him. Um, uh, we were eating sushi and going for runs. It's a bit weird, but 
let's be honest, fucking awesome as well. So that's great. Uh, and on top of that, to uh, to ease us into this podcast um, on the subject of Wimp to Warrior, I've got Dee Dee back on. That's right, my uh, nutritionist for Wimp to Warrior, um, uh, Darren. Excuse me, Darren Dean uh, is catching up with me to make sure that I'm on track after being away for so long and in the vicinity of buffets. Um, so uh, we're going to see if I'm on track to make 71 after having nearly, t- well, a week. And then the Georgia trip was just before that. So probably only been home for about four or five days in the last two weeks. Uh, so he's going to either roast me or tell me I'm doing all right and we're going to be okay for uh, uh, June 18th, which will be weigh-ins. June 19th is the Wimp to Warrior finale. So let's crack on. Let's find out how I'm doing and um, exactly what the next couple of weeks' worth of food, nutrition and all that sort of stuff is going to take. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. DD, a.k.a. Darren Dean. So here we are once again, it's the Wocast with me, Brian Lacey, and I'm joined, it almost rhymes, by Dee Dee, that's right, Darren Dean from Physics 101, how are you, mate? Yeah, very well, thank you very much, Brian. Oh, thank you, thank you once again for joining me. You are needed, my friend, because it's been a roller coaster of a couple of weeks, we're going to just catch up, basically, uh, you're helping me with my weight cut uh, to get to 71 kilograms for the Wimp to Warrior Challenge um, on June the 19th. That is when the fight takes place. In the last two weeks, I have been probably home for about, if we, in fact, if we go, yeah, last two weeks, I'm probably home for about four days, which has had its own exciting effects on what I can eat and where I can eat it. So let's catch up with where we were last time. We, we went to 75, and yes, I spoke to you. Did, yeah. We got to 75 in the first two weeks, in the first week, which was very impressive, from 77. We then bumped up because I was away in Georgia and uh, they, I was in a hotel in the middle of nowhere where they, that was the only place I could get some food. So I went to 76. I was then very panicked because over the last uh, last week I was on six planes. I was in Crete. I was in Russia. Um, and I was worried, but I did, really did work on uh, on what I was eating. And hallelujah, yeah. we're at seventy five. So, um, how's that from your end, mate? Yeah, it's not too bad. Obviously, you've had to do your Judith Chalmers bit and um, and travel quite a bit. So, um, <laughs> taken take into account um, seventy five. You know, it's it's not too bad. Um, obviously, we've got four weeks left. We've got four kilos to go. You know, if if you know, if we needed to, I could probably take that out of you within a, within about seven to ten days anyway. Wow. But obviously, the plan the plan is is to do it nice and slow, keep your energies high, um, so you at more optimum performance for your training as well. Um, so really, even though you've had the two weeks where you know where you've been so busy, um, you, we're in a good position still. Oh, hallelujah! I've got to tell you as well, mate. It's been it's been so hard being away. Um, and not just from the training, but also from the nutrition. Just, just I felt the difference. Uh, even though we only had a short burst before, but I felt the difference. And also, it's been hard um, uh, control and mentally wise because where I was staying in Crete. Let's go to that one first. In Crete, it's a holiday destination, so it's Brits abroad, all inclusive. The buffet. It took me 19 seconds to film at quite a pace. The spread they put on just for puddings, mate. Oh, really? Wow. I've got a 19-second video with various puddings, baklava, ice creams, cakes, gattos, 
Um, yeah. But I was with, uh, I've got two witnesses. For my Crete trip, I was with Craig Murray, who's probably a comedian better known for his Plusnet broadband adverts. Um, and he witnessed me eat uh, porridge in the morning, um, salads or green vegetables with either fish yeah. or chicken for the rest of the day. And Mr. Brad Pickett was my... Um, uh, willing chaperone to uh, to the various restaurants we could actually get out in russia and eat in in different places and he watched me just eat fish and uh, uh and pretty much that was it for for the entire russia trip so i was pretty pleased with that yes yeah, well you know he uh, he would uh certainly not let you cheat would he you know with the experience that he's got of cutting weight and stuff so got, yeah that's good that's a big shout out to brad pickett well, yeah, well I, done, before, before you keeping, give it, keeping brian in check <laughs> before you yeah. give him a shout out what i will also say is um while i was eating this sometimes he would sit down in front of me with a large fanta and three giant twixes while i was munching on green things and fish <laughs> Just to test your resolve. Exactly, <laughs> and he enjoyed every single bite in front of me while I was I was munching down on stuff uh, that that was was healthy. But I'll be honest, the Russians aren't the best cooks. They're not known for their cuisine, mate. I'll be honest with that. No, um, no. So he took great, great. He even brought back to the room. We, sh- we had to share a room, not beds, unfortunately, but we had to share a room. And he would be laid there in his bed with his big bottle of sugar-filled Fanta and a, 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 an exercise twig. So we'll, we'll give him a shout-out, but we're also going to call him out on his uh, less-than-athletic um, diet himself. Brilliant, yeah. <laughs> Wicked. So what, where, where we're at now and uh, what, we've, what have we got to do, sir? What's, what's, what will be the changes you'll be making over the next couple of weeks to, uh, to get this weight down and, and to keep me able to train as, as, as hard as we are? No. Basically, the diet that I sent you last time after we'd spoken on the podcast, um, that was designed for your body weight at 75 kilos. So we don't need to make any changes to that um, until we drop down again. Um, so you just need to, you know, you've got to need to get back, in, back into the routine, get the food cooked, um, you know, get, get those nutrients in, you know, get, keep, keep the training hard. Um, and then we're, we're probably weighing about three or four days. Um, we'll see where you are and then we'll make the relevant changes um how are you getting on with your 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 supplements your proteins have you still got plenty left oh plenty left because because i had that little time away and like i said to you uh not not on air last time but i said i didn't fancy carrying bags of powder into into georgia or russia Um, no no putin would have had a he would have had a field day (laughs) although british journalists caught taking powder i can see the headline now (laughs) yeah me just screaming it's chocolate caramel sunday it's chocolate caramel sunday um i tell you what though it's been great to get back on it because we have up the training even when i was away brad was kind enough to take me for some training sessions so we did some good long runs some hill sprints uh so we spent yeah. a day on the track or an afternoon on the track as well doing doing various bits and bobs and having a giggle at the same time um but getting back to it this week we start we, we i've been going so we did sunday as well so we had a cage session on sunday sunday um which was really grueling really really hard uh monday yeah. again we were doing techniques but that with that because i was catching up i stayed behind and did um some free sparring that sort of stuff just just to keep me up and today i have done um a strength and conditioning program which has just killed my legs uh today and worked my upper body as well so it's been awesome to get back on the supplements because that that recovery drink is a miracle drink i just feel like (laughs) chuck that in 
uh, in my bottle of water before I drive it home in the car, and I'm glugging away on that. Um, and, yeah. and I also miss my double chocolate mousse, mate. I've had no treats while I've been away, so uh, getting back yeah. on the protein shake is great. Yeah, it's good stuff. Well, I'll tell you what, what, what we'll do is like, after you've had your flight, we'll, you can make up one of those uh, time for recoveries with milk and ice cream. Oh, and, man. And then, and then, and then you can see how, how good that tastes. Oh, my God, a whole new world. The fact you've even told me about that means I'm going to have to lock the freezer now because it's still got my kid's ice cream in the bottom of it. Um, but with all, all this stuff, I've got to say, mate, uh, there's me doing a silly little thing like uh, training to do a fight. Um, you wouldn't know anyone else who's doing that, would you? Oh, I know, I know, yeah, I know. <laughs> What's happened? Yeah. You're doing a, a, one of these, is it white-collar boxing or is it, is it a proper... What's going on? I'm doing on? a white-collar white boxing match in September. Um, basically, I've been doing some alternative fitness and cardio stuff, so I thought I'd do some boxing with one of my pro boxers, uh, Lloyd after Lloyd Elliott. Yeah. And, um, you know... I play a lot. I play a lot of tennis as well. And you know, when you when I play tennis, I want to play a match at the end of it. So it's the same with the boxing. You know, I think, well, I want to have a fight. So yeah, I've signed <laughs> up um, with Scott Welsh's gym, uh, which is the Brighton Hope boxing team, which is where Chris Eubank Junior trains. Wow. Um, so I did my first class this morning. Um, I got through it really well, actually. I was quite pleased. Yeah. So yeah, first hour down. So basically, yeah. I'm, I'm into camp, so to speak. So yeah, three months and and then I'll be uh, I'll be in the ring. So wow, you you, yeah. were, you weren't inspired by any out of shape comics out there, were you, mate? You weren't. Oh, uh, to, to be fair, I thought if you could do it, come on, <laughs> I've got to do it. <laughs> oh, mate, you you got into boxing and you've thrown a low blow already. That's oh my goodness, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. So, oh, brilliant. Yeah, it should be should be interesting. It should be interesting. So. Nice. Yeah. Well, as we get closer, mate, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll uh, I'll come down there and I'll help you with your weight cut. How about that? That'll be amazing. Thanks. <laughs> hey, look, that's wicked. Um, that's that's awesome. Dude. We've got two weeks to go. We're going to weigh in and I will tweet out where, we, where we're weighing at, um, in three or four days' time so we know that we're on track. It's so good to be back on, on the diet and in a routine. My food's already cooked for this week. It's all set up. Um, so hopefully it's it's going to be easy runnings now, and I don't think I'm away again till the fight. So uh, um, it's all okay. it's all back Perfect. in our control. So we should be able to to nail this. Um, let people know where they can find you, and also let's let's give a big shout out for Time for Nutrition again because uh, uh, yeah. they're just so good. They really are, mate. So you you, you give us your Twitter. Uh, Twitter's Physiques One Hundred One. Um, Facebook Physiques Hyphen Training. And nutrition, on my head on the end there. And <laughs> the uh, website is www.physiquestraining.com. Awesome. And Time for Nutrition, the website for them is timefornutrition.co.uk. And that's the number four, not the words for. And if people want to come and find you as well, mate, because you're down in the Brighton area, there's a, there's a lot of uh, yep. people looking to get fit. Where, where are you based? Where's the actual I, where can I, they go I'm, and meet the I'm wonderful DD? I'm based in Cheetah's Gym at the King Alfred Leisure Centre in Hove. Nice. Bang on the seafront. So, yeah, I, I can be found 
down there as well. So if anyone wants to pop in, they certainly can. If anyone, if anyone wants to find, and just wander in, look for, look out for the smell of ice cream and time for nutrition, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and you should find him down there on one of these sunny days. A big thank you again, mate. Chuffed a bit. I was really Not worried problem, I was, was going to get a roasting on this one, but uh, uh, we're on track, so that's good, mate. We're on track still, so it's all good. Wicked. Brilliant, all right. Okay. See I'll you soon, buddy. The next few days. Love it. Cheers, mate. Take care, mate. Thanks, See you soon. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. So there we have Darren Dean. Big thank you again to him. Big thank you again to Time for Nutrition for the uh, the supplements and all the support. Very excited that we are on track. That is a, a bit of a weight off my mind. Weight off my mind. That's not a pun. It is a pun, but it wasn't intentional. That's what I should say. Um, so check him out at Physics 101 on Twitter. Um, go and see him. He's at Cheetah's Gym. He's, he's a, uh, yeah, like he said, he's on the um, seafront down in Brighton. Uh, lovely gentleman. And uh, if you're looking to sort your way out for a fight or even if you just wanted to get into shape go sp- go speak to this man he knows what he's doing uh and like i said on the on the interview it was uh, it's just great to be back in control of my own diet now rather than um fearing opening the door to a uh um, uh, the buffets in either Russia or Crete and not knowing what I'm going to get and what I can eat and what i have to avoid eating oh my god the buffets in Crete they are they're just so, like so much bad food so much bad food that looks so tasty. A lot of beige food, uh, but it looked really good. Like a lot of fried stuff, and uh, I just had to avoid it. I had to just stick to fish and uh, some chicken and some salad. But I did that, and we are on track, so that is great. So um, let's crack on. As I said at the start, just got back from uh, a little trip to Russia with somebody that I have uh, uh, looked up to in the MMA world for a very long time, and it was an absolute pleasure spending some time with him out in Russia and commentating the gig, uh, the ACB 38 event over there in Rostov-on-Don. So it's an even bigger pleasure to welcome him to the podcast yet again. Welcome uh, the one, the only, Brad One Punch Pickett. So here we are once again, that's right, it is the Wocast, it's me Brian Lacey as always and joined this week by somebody who I've spent quite a bit of time with recently, Mr Brad One Punch Pickett, how are you mate? I'm all good, Mr. Lacey. How things are you? Oh, well, since I last saw you, what, less than 48 hours ago, not much has changed, buddy. The only thing, <laughs> the only thing that's changed is I've, uh, I've had somebody making me jump a lot less. Uh, oh, the, really? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been getting away with night's sleep without having one eye open, worrying that someone's going to be playing a prank <laughs> on me at some point. Uh, so, look, great to have you on. This is what we're here to talk about. We've just got back from uh, a trip. We shared uh, the, the commentary gig out in Russia, down in Rostov-on-Don, uh, for ACB 38, Absolute Championship Baku 38, out in Russia. That was your first trip out there for, for, for the ACB and our first bit of comms together. How did you enjoy it, mate? I thoroughly enjoyed it, to be honest. As in, to be honest, Russia, as, in, we didn't really, as you know, we didn't really get to see much. A lot of people, when you go on these fight trips, you know, you travel all around the world, and normally you just can comment on how the hotel is from every part of the world. <laughs> so, you know, you don't really go out too much. Uh, but me and you managed to go out for a couple of runs, go, you know, uh, we found our own little, uh, our own little uh, racetrack at one point, and uh, done a little 
our little uh, Olympic Games. And uh, yes, I won. Yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> I won't bring that up anymore. But uh, moving on swiftly. Yeah, but yeah, I think you didn't see too much of it. But uh, the ACB uh, card uh, itself, man, uh, he was just phenomenal. The athletes were on shows showed that that night and the fight you know you could always have good matchups and stuff so they don't deliver but he definitely delivered that night and there were some cracking fights um, it, it was an unbelievable night we'll talk about the event first and then we'll talk about a bit of fun we had in and around it while we were killing time and uh, taking in the bit of Russia that we got to see uh, but yeah our, uh, ACB 38 there was 12 fights and I, I was thinking Am I going to be able to hold my bladder for that amount of time? Because it's so quick. They bring the next fighter out so quick. Uh, yeah, it was 12 fights, 10 finishes, and six of them came in the first round. I thought we were going to be done within an hour, mate. I mean, those first three fights just went... Within three minutes, we were on to fight four. It was crazy, wasn't it? Yeah, like you said, we spent so much time writing out all these notes of <laughs> little backstories and every guy. And like, <laughs> you go to say something, you're like, oh. Okay, right. Uh, we can't really speak too much about that. But yeah, but like I said, uh, their the, the modern ACB is um, less, what was it? Less. Less show, more fighting. That's the. That's yeah, the, that's less the show, tag. more fighting. And Lucy was, they did a trail of it. I was getting to the stage we were thinking, how are these guys, the main event should be warming up right now when we start the first yeah. fight. It was like, they were going through so quickly, you know. So <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was definitely uh, the first few fights were very quick and fun packed with really good finishes um, and there was a few fighters that stood out because like you said we got to sit down we got to talk uh, to some of the fighters find out a bit about them because um, they were new to both of us if we're absolutely honest there's there's a the Russian MMA scene um, we're not completely up on it so we had to put the work in beforehand watch some of the fights and we got the opportunity to meet some of the fighters and they've got some really interesting characters the one that stood out, out for both of us I think uh, as a superstar in the making that was Sergei Honda try again Kahandoshko um, what a his fight lasted five seconds so we didn't get much to see him fighting but from what you saw outside of the cage and around the hotel what did you think of him as, as an athlete and a personality mate? Well, oh, well, basically, obviously, we uh, met with him. We had a uh, little interview, chat, and to find out a bit more of his background. And straight away, he just—he had that sort of awe about him. Where you can see, he likes to joke. He's—he doesn't take himself too seriously. Uh, and straight away, when when he won me over, when we started talking about computer games, and he played a lot of computer games, and he—he—he he, he said that. Obviously, his weakest point, as you mentioned, when you've seen him fight before, was his wrestling. And he actually said he started off wrestling as a kid, and then uh, his mum bought him a computer, like I think it was like a, a computer, and then he stopped going wrestling and quit wrestling. <laughs> so, uh, so then uh, obviously got back into striking. Thank God, because he was one hell of an athlete. Yeah. And like you said, we didn't really get much to say because five seconds is literally one word. We're like, and here is. Yeah, oh, it's <laughs> gone yeah. and it's over. Ding, ding, round two. No, no round two. But yeah, he he's definitely someone you know. I think has because people don't realize it's not always about skill. It's about personality and character and stuff. But uh, and, and and star quality. As in, I know you hear that all the time. In like, in, like not a bit too cliche, but like in, in the X Factor and that sort of stuff. Those shows. Those those people can sing, but there's some people you're just more drawn to, you know, and, and are very charismatic, and he definitely fits that bill. 
Absolutely. Uh, there's a couple of others as well. There's one fighter that we, we you could highlight. And you, you said he's tough. He's just tough. You know he's tough. Askar Askarov for uh, Ruslan Al- Albitarov. Um, and uh, just an all-round fighter. And when we met him, he was... He was yeah, you, you said it takes something special to be that sort of tough, and that's the sort of hard work you have to uh, you have to put in as well. And he he just stood out for me as someone to watch. Six and zero, he's climbed to. But you said when when you looked at his record, because there's some huge records. A uh, lot of fighters out there. The, the MMA scene out there is crazy. There's people like young twenty three year olds with uh, twenty six and eight records, twenty two and eight, uh, fourteen and nine, that sort of stuff. He was six and zero, and I looked at it, looked at you, and you went, "He's not. That's not six and zero. That's yeah. that's a bloke that's." been fighting his entire yeah. life. His he, he's, he's face is show six and a half. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said that while we were on this side of the pond, not staring yeah, at him in his trailer. Yeah, but he, yeah he definitely had the six and a half face. You know, <laughs> he, did it, he obviously he had a really uphill paper round. You know? he like, yeah, but he, obviously, like you said, like, a lot of these people that have realised do, do like have an extensive background in combat sport in some way. It's like this combat sambo uh, or, or, or pancreas or, or, or any of those other sports that they do them and some of those sports are very brutal and it's like it is, it's like an MMA fight anyway. Yeah. So they have such a, a vast ba- background in them and then they come into MMA obviously. So they're, like, when they're like 4-0, 3-0, no one really knows who they are but you know they've had like an extensive background and, and I was like saying we were very impressive him he seemed very calm composed good on his feet he, he had good motion he wasn't too muscular yeah. he was uh, uh, very good on, on, on the ground you know he, he, all around he, 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 he seems he, he has a lot of talent yeah, he, he wasn't um, he wasn't very, he was, yeah, going back to what he says about um, uh, Sergey he didn't seem to have that spark or the chattiness no. but he, he, he managed to show that he's fighting which is very important as well yeah yeah of course of course and then finally the reason that i really want to get you on to talk about this this card and also to direct people that you can still go click the link watch watch some of these fights um and check out acb maybe for the first time is uh is the main event mate because like you said on on the, on the broadcast you said sometimes a main event doesn't live up to to that billing. Doesn't live up to the hype. It was for the vacant middleweight title after the Grand Prix um, tournament that they'd had between Anatoly Tokov and Arby Agoev. And uh, what what a fight to be sat that close to, mate. Yeah, I thought it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you leave leave it at that, mate. That's fine. Yeah, come on, come no, on. No, I, I turned at you that. once, mate. I turned to look at you with your little comms gear on. Um, and you had you were just like a pig in shit. You were staring up at these athletes, like like you said, they weren't just martial artists; they were fighters as well. They were going toe to toe, and they, they put it all out there, put it all on the line, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, for, for me, as in, um, the, there's certain fighters that you, you go out there, and, and uh, obviously fans love them, and stuff. And there's certain fighters that you know that fighters love. So it's yeah. like you call that that guy's a fighter's fighter, where fighters appreciate. The grittiness, the toughness, you know, these, these two guys just beat the crap out of each other. And like, there was no easy route. They did, you know, they just went straight for each other. There was no, none of them took a backward step winningly. You know, it was like they're just beating the crap out of each other. And like I say technically as well. So they're both technically uh, very, very good fighters, but they showed a lot of tremendous heart, both in the both was in 
de-wars at certain times, you know, like both of them nearly won it, one got hurt, the other one got hurt, it was just back and forth, blood just everywhere, you know, so like for me, it was a real gritty fight, and, and that's, like, for me, comes from a fight, fighting back, and they're the fights, I'm like, mate, man, enough respect for that guy, that guy is tough, you know, and, uh, I said as he walked down into the cage, I'm not scared of any man really, but get out of top off looked like an absolute machine. And like you you know. I mean I I remember back in the day one of the best fights I ever saw live was uh, Melvin and Manhoff versus um Cyborg, you yeah. know. And and this in my eyes beat that. Cyborg and Melvin Manhoff was a crazy ass fight as well. Yeah. But did this this was this went into four rounds. Uh, I, I mean, like, if, if anyone watches the fight, which I, I, I really encourage them to go back and watch it, uh, how you can see anyone surviving that round and still doing four rounds of fighting. Uh, and like, like I said on, on the night, I was like, as a fan, I want to see these guys fighting as much as uh, as much as they can but then I'm like I'm actually worried about someone's healthy because <laughs> yeah, we're beating each other up yeah. it, it, it was an awesome fight unbelievable and uh, Anatoly Tokov yeah, an absolute beast he's training with Fedor as well so he's sparring with him he's got him as a coach and a mentor and one of the, the most um, standout moments for me and it happened more than once was uh, in, in Arby's corner he had Tysimov uh, good mates trained together. Tysimov's had him in his corner for some of his UFC fights. Has shouted out in the UFC ring that, that he should be signed by the UFC. Mm-hmm. And there was a moment where the the, the camera uh, went turned. This is in round one. Turns to uh, uh, Tysimov in the corner. He had his hood up. Um, his uh, uh, like literally peeking out of his fingers. Uh, tears in his eyes because This was when Arby had caught Tokov with some uh, some heavy uh, shots to the chest and to the stomach, um, and uh, it almost looked like it was going to happen. There's three or four points where Tysimov was genuinely in in tears watching his very close mate almost take that title. That was an unbelievable moment, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, people like. Some people don't understand how emotional this is. Like, obviously, when when you train, you create these really big bonds with your training partners. Because how do you not respect someone you're beating each other up on a daily, daily basis? Yeah. You know, and, uh, and you just have that thing. And for me, because I call a lot of my friends, and I find it like one of the hardest things because you know you can't get in there to help them out. They're doing it on their own. And like you say. In a fight like that, you know his emotions have got to be all, all over the place. You you so so want these guys to win, you know, um, and stuff, but then you don't want them to get hurt as well. Yeah. I think, to be honest, I don't care about my guys. You know, I just want them to win. Because you know? <laughs> 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 that's same with me. I I couldn't care could care less if I get hurt in a fight. I'd rather win it. I'd rather, I'd rather win the fight uh, and break my leg in four places than lose a fight and be unscathed you know so yeah so so that, i think these guys are the same so i think they and also i think tysoft knows you know winning and losing at this level you know it can open and close a lot of doors you know and especially sure. on, on, on that level uh that type of fight if you have won you definitely have been like, you know, in a prime position to be signed by the ufc um, when you said that about being a fighter and wanting to come through it with, like, win the fight rather than come through it unscathed, apparently I spoke to the referee afterwards and RB 
because uh, the spoiler alert, if you are going to watch it, um, Anatoly Tokov uh, finished RB in the fourth round after just what was an unbelievable back and forth bloody war. Um, but apparently RB said when he was laid on the floor there and the referee was over him, he said, you should have let me die in here rather than stop the fight. You should have let me die. And he's just like, I'm glad he, I'm glad <laughs> yeah. he didn't. That would have made our next five yeah. minutes of commentary pretty awkward as they were feeding him yeah, in the bag. Yeah, definitely. But, definitely. Um, but I, it's that fighter's heart and that spirit and both of them, uh, man, I'd go for a rematch on that. And I would, uh, even if they don't get me for commentating on that gig, I'll happily buy a ticket and sit and watch that one again, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd fly anywhere in the world. You know, to, to watch that fight again, you know, and that was just, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I, I found that on that night, I was found myself thinking, and not even I'm, I'm commentating, I'm commentating, but I'm just in like, I'm just watching the fight, I'm just in awe, and I should be commentating on it, but I'm just like, what? The fuck? <laughs> you know, this is crazy. You know? I'm just like, yeah. So I found it, you know, hard. I'm like, when I went to speak, I'm like. I'm not the words. I don't even know what to say. You know, it's just, yeah, it was. I was in awe of that. that was it. Well, I, I know it did something to you because in the commentary you called me Rob about four times. That was that's. that's yeah, that's... I know. Yeah, this is the thing. This is the thing. I did commentary on uh, 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 UCMMA as well yeah. with a guy called Rob Nutley. Yeah, right. yeah, of course. And I, it just, that's, that's why it's like, cause it, it, I mean, like, so I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, well, you, you know, so I'm commentating with him, so I'm just, just, yeah, what do you think, Rob? <laughs> oh, shit, Brian, I mean, yeah. yeah. It's not as if, the whole, whole week I was with you, I didn't get your name wrong once. Not once. Yeah, you're not Brian. <laughs> when I went in the commentating, I was like, just went into my old, that's funny. I've got no excuse. I've got no excuse. I get hit in the head for living. That's it. That's true, mate. No head guard. I know you don't like a head guard. Uh, <laughs> but that was funny because all the messages I got, I got a load of people sending me messages. A load of people from the Wimp to Warrior, a load of mates and all that saying, uh, and all, all it said was, brilliant job, Rob. Loads of people just sending me, brilliant job, Rob. So <laughs> thanks for that, mate. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Russia, Russia was fun, though, wasn't it, dude? We got, we got to... Um, uh, we had a little, couple of little workouts. You took me out there. You kept your eye on my diet for the Wimps Warrior finale coming up in yep, June yep. 19th. Well, literally, I think we just ate sushi oh, the whole time. We, were we, could have, we could do a whole podcast on that sushi, couldn't we? Oh, my goodness. How good was that? One o'clock in the morning, we get into the hotel. We think, let's go for a little walk, try and get some bottles of water or some grub for the hotel room. Uh, thinking it's a thankless task we're there on th thursday night we're walking through the streets of rostov on don which is quite frankly like just taking a time machine back to the 80s um weird blokes hanging around all over the place we thought we we're going to get stabbed or killed and then we stumble upon a 24-hour sushi place which was amazing yeah no all, all you kind of think when you walk in around the streets that night well, obviously one to protect your neck and then two two is like you're only going to find a dirty yeah burger place or kebab place or some of that so to find uh, a sushi place without the meat in the house and we, that was it and then we, we were there we were there every day we every day and <laughs> every we got day. that lovely warm Russian welcome when we walked through the door didn't we every time that roll of the eyes and the deep breath that, <laughs> that, the, uh, that the weird English blokes are back and they're going to just point at food and not leave a tip <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, Hilarious. exactly that. And what did you think of the um, uh, the, the Russian decor? Because we had a very special room as well, didn't we, mate? We we luckily shared the room. Unlike the Luke Barnett one, you didn't get to share a bed with me. Um, but we we got uh, yeah. We, we you t you tell people what the room looked like. I look well. Thinking about you sharing a bed with Luke Barnett last time, I don't think I could have shared the bed with him. <laughs> dust mite. It was that small, you know. Like I would. I, I mean, 
I probably would have got pushed out by the dust, mate. I mean, it was like, you know, no room to fart. The weirdest thing what made it even look even weirder, it was a massive room with the smallest bed in it. Yeah. It's like, uh, it makes no sense. It's like, you know, it's not as if they didn't have the room. I can understand, like, say, we was in Tokyo or something like that, and it's a really small hotel. I understand. But yeah. one, it was a massive, massive room with these po- I'm like, it made me feel like, you know, like, Big country or some of that, you know. Like I was massive. You know, like, I was like Stephen Stephen Struve, like in a hotel in a normal in a normal bed. You know? It was really weird. That was yeah. We got uh, it. And and the core definitely was white blue street. I know you complimenting it all weekend. You know? <laughs> the light, the, the dark green, uh, the dark green uh, floor with the lime green walls with a different shade of green curtains oh. with some weird golden pattern on. Not enough green, mate. Not enough green for me. I think maybe another shade of green would have really set it off for me. That would have done it. Um, 50 shades of green. 50 shades of green. We say there wasn't room to fart in there. There was quite a lot of those Russian coughing spiders running around our... Uh, Hotel room, <laughs> there, eh? Yeah, we were talking about the barking spiders, yeah. <laughs> barking spiders, that's it. Um, the other thing as well, what I learned, I've learned a lot of stuff by spending a small amount of time with you, mate. My dog's come to say hello now. A uh, small amount of time with you is, uh, firstly, um, yeah, when you're cutting weight or when you're watching your weight, don't do it around you because you'll just pull out Fanta and Twixes out of your arsehole every three minutes. Um, secondly, I learned this when I got back and I was, I was thinking fondly of our time in Russia together. So I thought what I thought I'd do is I'd just scan through my photos, just have a little look through my photos and reminisce. And what I've learned is I should never leave my phone in the bathroom unattended because I met two mini pickets after that, didn't I? Yeah, well, that was my hernia, mate. <laughs> A really bad hernia, and I thought I had to like show it to someone. And I, and I, I picked up your phone, thinking it was my phone. Oh, I was going to send that... that to my doctor. You see, is that so what it, was a, it was a hernia, hundred percent. Did you need Did you need eight pictures of it in from various angles, though, mate? It was that necessary? <laughs> it was that because t- I was sat having breakfast. I was sat having breakfast, and I thought I'll just have a little look at these this wonderful experience I've had with. I'm going to be honest. One, like looking back, somebody I followed in MMA, a little idol. Uh, I was thinking, what what a wonderful weekend! The running, the the the, the hanging out, commentating, and then I'm greeted by eight pictures of uh, what I can only be described as Santa's veiny sack. That's all I'll say. <laughs> all I can say for that is, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> you what you're not going to like though, mate, is when I've got it all printed up on t-shirts for uh, the Wimp to Warrior finale, and I get my mates to all to wear them. How's that going to look? What bother me? Many people have seen it. <laughs> I'm only playing. Uh, so let's talk about this because the Wimp to Warrior finale is coming up close. Uh, four weeks away, just under four weeks last Sunday. Uh, you've been helping us out. You've been slamming us, taking us down, suplexing, putting us through our paces. You even got to see the level of uh, fitness I was at with uh, when you nearly broke me with the sprints in our mini Olympics um, in Russia. How's it been for you, mate? Have you enjoyed the experience? Yeah, I mean, it's it's like, um, it's like, how do I explain It's like, as a coach, when you see someone coming in who's athletically gifted and all that sort of stuff, they're quite easy to train. But when you see some people like yourself who can't even, like, step forward one foot properly, you know, walk to the limp, you know, like... 
<laughs> it kind of like uh, it kind of like it impresses me when you actually to be honest. It impresses me when you see these guys persevere <laughs> and and you see them grow fast. You know the, the, the improvements are are very 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 noticeable in a short period of time. You know, uh, and, and not only that, you tell people with the right sort of mindset, and people don't realise this. And obviously, you can be physically gifted. But if you ain't got the right mindset, you're not going to achieve anything, and that's with anything in life, to be honest. So you see, you, have, you know, you have the people with the right mindset and the right body type. That's when you get world champions. But you still have people with not the right body type with the right mindset could achieve great things still. And uh, a lot, a lot of these uh, people are, I've seen in the winter where it's, I mean, it's just crazy seeing seeing the progression of everyone, you know, and. Uh, and like, I know it's nerve-wracking for everyone who's going to be do, doing the, the finale at the end, like who am I final ass or stuff. But at the end of the day, it's like just getting in there is, is the experience, you know. And um, when you start the whole, because it's called the old me human experience, and it is because like when you first started the, 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 the process, from the beginning to the end, you're a better version of yourself. So yeah. it doesn't matter who you're going to compete against. It's a case like, would you beat you if you when the guy walked into the room and first up? And 100. percent So you're already already you've achieved something. And then also what I say as an athlete myself, who's been in the case a number of times, I respect anyone to any level. Who do what we do, you know, to to the highest level in the UFC, to the the lowest level is in like I say, like someone like Winter Warrior, to just step into that cage is a is a is such a mentally challenging thing that I I have this automatic automatic respect for anyone who's done that because it's not easy, you know, and, and win, lose, draw, whatever, just to get in there. I mean, straight away I'm like, you get what I go through, you know, hundred percent, you know, so. So I already have uh, a lot of respect to everyone, and I have more respect for everyone who gets in there on uh, that Saturday, Sunday. It's a, it's a Sunday. Sunday, Father's right? Day, mate. June 19th, yeah, we're doing Father's it. Father's Day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, when you say that, when you look back and you go, would you beat you? You're a better version of you. That's, that's, that's a really good way of putting it. That's a... Um, that's a surprise coming from you, but uh, <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> it's on now, mate. But uh, it, it really is. It's a really good way of putting it because if I look back now, like uh, I was 86 kilograms when we started. I'm 75 now and I'm looking to get to 71. I did some kettlebell stuff today with just a 10 kilogram weight. I was I was lugging that around without knowing that, that I could have got rid of that or could have been fitter or I'd have never been able to yeah. make a five mile run with you. Um, Unless you need my wallet, of course, uh, in Russia. <laughs> but um, but all that stuff is 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 exactly right. And watching people's progression and mentally and physically how they've changed over the last uh, uh, last six months has been amazing. And also from my point of view, because I do the media stuff and I'm starting to do the commentary and all that sort of stuff, getting an insight into exactly what you crazy motherfuckers put yourself through uh, on two, three times a year to get ready for a fight, yet alone what you've put yourselves through to get to the level of martial arts um, you need to be at to fight on on, on shows like the UFC. Uh, it's, it's crazy, mate. It's, it's, it's given me such a, an insight into what it takes as a human being to get through that. And that's why only 1% and 1% of people will ever do it because it is such a physically and more to the point mentally demanding uh, sport. Couldn't you just have played football, mate? I'm sure you'd have looked good in a Spurs shirt, wouldn't you? 
Yeah, no, that, that that's the thing. Is I always said to everyone, it's like, oh, I always like to push myself in, in whatever I, I, I did. I, and I played sports, uh, team sports growing up, and I played football, I played cricket, and I played in that to not a bad standard. But the thing with both of those, in a team sport, as much as I love playing and being part of a team, you could be the best player on the pitch and you could lose a football match or you could be the worst player on the pitch and your team could win. So it's not really reflective of yourself. Where I think in an individual sport like like, like I don't know like tennis, golf, um, uh, you know, fighting, boxing, that sort of stuff, it's like it's it's you all you have yourself to blame is yourself. So you have to be it's it's very mentally challenging. Mm. So like in a tennis match, it's so mentally challenging when you know you 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 are facing one opponent and like you say it's you got to find their weaknesses. If you have a bad day, you're going to lose kind of thing, you know, so yeah. you can't have a team to carry you. And then you add the physical aspect of MMA, which is crazy demanding as well. Yeah. It's not only mentally challenging, it's physically and For me, it's the most challenging sport that can possibly be out there because it has the physical aspect of rugby and, and those sort of sports, but then it has the one-on-one aspect of a combat sport, you know, as well, you know, and so for me, by far, it's the biggest challenge. And I've always been the type of guy growing up, I was kind of like a jack of all trades, but a master of none, where, so that like, I was good at all the little individual aspects, and I, and I think that's why I've excelled in this sport more than, more than any, because I really put myself under a, a lot of pressure to succeed, and, you know, and uh, I drive myself a lot, you know, so... Impressive, yeah. right? It's, that's good. I mean, this has just given me such a taste of what, and it's only a little taste. I'm fully aware that this is not a, uh, a, 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 a yeah, this is not the, 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 the exact blueprint of mm-hmm. what you would do or how you would do it, but just understanding how you have to do that and also how you fit your life around it like family and all that so it's not just you mm. sacrificing it's your it's your lady and your, your your family your kids your parents whatever uh unbelievable stuff um on 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 the theme of um uh you fighting have we, have we got a hint of where where you might be next because i know that people are itching to see you get back in there yeah he's nothing obviously confirmed um but i'm definitely looking uh to fight on the 3rd of uh, September in, in Hamburg, Germany. Yep. No opponent is yet, but that's something I'm really working with. I'm being the UFC are working on. And uh, that's what I really want. I believe that's what they want. So uh, I, I can see that happening, but nothing confirmed as yet. Super. Well, we'll look forward to that. And then one other little bit of exciting news is uh, this might be a regular thing, me and you chat. And we're looking at doing a, a podcast, not that a comedian and a fighter doing a podcast could ever be successful could it mate that's, that's no honest. never mate. No, I, you know, never heard of that succeeding in chance. my life uh, but we're looking at doing that we're looking at kicking that off before UFC 200 basically um, and we've had a few suggestions we put you put out a little tweet saying suggestions for names punchline podcast yeah. punch podcast wimp and the warrior thanks whoever sent that um, chat, chat, shit, <laughs> well, chat. it depends who the aim yeah, the yeah, true. Let's be honest, mate. Come on. Uh, but yeah. and also, the one that came up lots of times was chat, shit, get banged. 
Yeah, which I really don't get. <laughs> I really don't get that one. Well, we do chat shit. Chat hopefully, shit. Well, and... I think I sounded like more of a threat. I know exactly. Chat shit and get back exactly. But if uh, yeah, if that was the the uh, the layout of the podcast, it would just be us chatting shit and then me getting knocked out at the end of it. So I don't think I need to catch <laughs> yeah. up, catch up on the amount of head trauma you've doing you're doing. Yeah. Um. But how are you looking forward to that? That'd be a good fun, wouldn't it? Hundred percent. I mean, like. You know, I, I, I love chatting about shit all day long. <laughs> so uh, it's no no case if uh, if I'm interested, it's more, I would the listeners be interested to sure. to have the insight from me and yourself, you know, stuff like that, you know, gab about different things, you know, not even just just fighting, but current topics and, and gaming, hero quest. whatever. Hero quest. Yes. that's it. Because uh, you I say so. you say we can talk shit. We run. We've been. We've been on uh, uh, four flights together in less than five days uh, and we filled every second of those with some various bits of chat and I found out some wonderful stuff. We've got, we've got a, lot, a lot in common, one of them being, and if anyone else remembers this game, let us know, uh, the Hero Quest board game. We've got, a, we've got a joint love for this. A lot of our youth was lost on it, wasn't it? I want to tell you this. Since that conversation, right, I went home and I've been looking at Hero Quest <laughs> on eBay and all that sort of stuff. And I could pick you up, I could get a not, it's not that expensive. But me being me and what I'm like, I want to get a Hero Quest professionally painted set. You know, so <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I'm on the hunt for. So I don't want just any normal Hero Quest set, I want one that has been professionally painted. All the chaos. <laughs> Knights and all the orcs, all the goblins, the ogres, the barbarian, the wizard, the elf, all painted in. Even, even, even the the dungeon chairs and chests. Oh and stuff yes, all painted. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, have yeah, you seen so I, one yet? Have you seen one that you can get? No, I see individual pieces painted like professionally, but I want to buy a whole set. So, if anyone listening. No, please, uh, Hook a brother uh, up. Or, or if you're that good at painting, let me know and I'll buy a set and I'll send it to you. You should paint it for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely kind of, I don't have the skill or the time to be able to paint a hero quest set. That's hilarious. I love it how we've gone from, uh, from fights, uh, one of the best fights we've seen live, to you shouting out, requesting for one of these listeners to paint your hero quest set. That's fucking hilarious. Please, please. please. That's the most important thing. Do you know what it's going to turn into? Everyone's thinking our podcast will be something like we'll have a good fighting section and we'll talk shit about whatever's happening in the week or the news. Basically, we're just going to record us live playing Hero Quest for an hour to two hours. Yeah, a no, week. actually, no. What I'm going to use it for is like I'm going to use it as to get out and then be like, need my uh, <laughs> my living room painted. Any, you know, that please contact me. The next one will be, yeah, I'm looking for a new gardener, you know, or I'm trying to buy, uh, I'm going to get a new PC and I'm going to get it. That's all I'm going to use it for. <laughs> That's it, mate. Just basically, basically using it as the phone book. That's what you're doing. Yeah, so to try you... and rape and pillage the audience. Nice, yeah, yeah, nice, nice. That, well, I, I love it. Let's leave it on that tone. We're, we're looking to set up a podcast, and as an audience, we'd like to rape and pillage you. So thank you. Hope you listen. <laughs> uh, but if you've got any suggestions for names for, for the podcast, for, for, for me and Mr. Pickett pull, pulling this podcast together, send it us. Those are, those are the ones that come up most at the start. Punchline, Punchcast, Wimp and the Warrior, Chat Shit, Get Bang. Still don't get that one. Um, but yeah, tweet us either at Brad. Uh, you're at one under underscore punch. That's right, isn't it? 
Yep, that's correct. Wine underscore punch. And at Wocast as well. Uh, And we're going to hook that up and get it sorted ASAP. So uh, let us know if you're interested. Let us know um, what you reckon we should call it. And uh, we'll keep you posted as to when the first episode will get get out there. We might even give away a free blown up picture of your balls as a a prize. How about that? I understand. I could even do a new one, you know. <laughs> the weekly giveaway is just your balls better lit each week. That's that's yeah. And we'll do some sort of bet on the program. Like if you lose, you have to lick my testicles. Oh mate! Oh, this took a, this took a dark turn very quickly. I think I think I'm busy for the next eight months, mate. I don't know if we can actually pull this together. Like right. something like off of uh, you know like Step Brothers, where the the bully kids make make them lick, put their tongue on a white piece of turd. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, I when was the last time you saw a white piece of turd, though, mate? It's disappeared, hasn't it? Yeah, what's going on? Something wrong in the air. Look, turds don't go white anymore. So what we need, basically, for our listeners is, uh, can anyone paint the hero quest thing and can anyone hook us up with a, a retro white piece of dog turd? Yeah, white, white. Nothing retro. It could be brand new white dog turd. You know? Brand new. Well, I just haven't and seen it for it. It feels like the 80s. Maybe we could only get it back in 80s Russia. Maybe that's what we should do. Next time we go for a run, <laughs> we can fill our pockets with white retro 80s dog poo, yeah? 100%. Awesome. We won't get, won't get lost. <laughs> wicked. All right, mate. On that note, I'm going to let you go. Look, also, honestly, I had a wicked time we are in Russia. Uh, we'll definitely do it again, and um, we'll be looking out for when your next fight is. So um, uh, keep us posted, and uh, I'll speak we'll to you soon, definitely. buddy. All right? All right, thanks, Lacey. Take care, mate. Cheers, boss. Oh, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Cheers, Rob. Cheers, mate. See you later. Bye. Bye. So there we have Brad one punch picket. Uh, what, what a weekend that was! What a uh, a nuts little trip we had, and a lot of fun as well. What a, it's just great fun to hang out with, like his non-stop uh, energy and. Um, probably because he's powered by Twixes and Fanta most of the time, but uh, a real pleasure to hang out with him. I'm so excited about this podcast thing as well. This is going to be uh, uh, great fun, so let us know what you think of that as a, as a potential podcast. Are you going to be up for listening to it? What what sort of stuff do you want us to talk about? Um, what title do you think we should give it? That's the bit that we're struggling over at the minute, so any suggestions, send them to at Wocast uh, or at one underscore punch uh, that's brad's tag us both in let us know what you think and what your thoughts are on a potential title uh for this up and coming podcast how exciting is that um like i said june 19th is wimp to warrior finale not long to go we are within a month i find out my opponent on friday so by next week's podcast i will be able to tell you who i am fighting and how scared i am of them so uh, we'll wait and see what happens with that um thanks again for listening we'll be be back next week with another episode so uh look after yourselves enjoy the week and i will speak to you again soon